Politic Podcast, the show for normal Americans. From this undisclosed bunker, here's your host, Tony Reed. This morning, a top former Israeli general went on national radio in Israel to say there has been absolute apartheid in the occupied West Bank for the past 57 years and even compared the situation there with Nazi Germany. Palestinians are looking around and and thinking, who is going ever to protect us? Hamas is seeing a wave of popularity after this latest round of violence presenting itself as the sole defenders of the Palestinian people. Farah never supported Hamas before but does now. Violence comes from despair. In Gaza, many see these attacks as justified. Many Palestinians believe dancing with death is the only way to show their desperation. Politicians think they can just ignore the context in which all of this is happening, the fact that Israel is an occupying power. When you have mandatory conscription uh, in service in Israel, effectively the Palestinians will say it's war against everyone because everyone's a soldier. Look, I think we need to understand that Palestinians live a daily reality of structural oppression and violence. Subjugation, control, oppression, etc. Many Palestinians feel powerless. The Palestinians have to, I mean, they're, they're frustrated, they're trying to get, uh, get some kind of attention. Let's talk about the A-word. This is apartheid. An apartheid regime. The system of apartheid. Increasing numbers of Israelis and American Jews are starting to use the A-word. Israel oversees an apartheid regime. There's an apartheid system in place. The West Bank is apartheid. UN human rights experts have characterized as policies and practices which amount to apartheid. Israel's strategy of self-defense is becoming less defensible in world opinion. Israel may achieve military victory, but lose the battle of wider world opinion. I, I, there's been these images I've seen of, of the, the Iron Dome system, right? So this, this missile defense system the US partly funded. And welcome back to Flyover Politic Podcast. It is the 14th of October, year of our Lord, 2023. It'll be another Israeli war podcast, starting with the total lack of ability for our media to literally do anything but side with Hamas. Um, it's... Uh, it's pretty fucking crazy. It's pretty fucking crazy. The only positive we have, uh, this just came out. Um, MSC, MSNBC has taken an anti-Israel Muslim anchor out of the anchor's chair. Did not air a scheduled Thursday night episode of the Mehdi Hassan show on the stream platform Peacock. MSNBC has reversed a plan for Anna Moyden to fill in this week on network host 
Joy Reid, Moynihan, an Egyptian-American journalist and veteran NBC News Corps, has covered the conflict for Gaza for two years in 2021. He grossly questioned the Israeli leaders. Tanny reported some staff at NBC have been concerned the movie moves feel all three hosts have some of the deepest knowledge on the conflict because they took off Veshi, who went and spent all his time trying to find somebody that wanted Israel not to do anything. It was a victim's family. Um, here's part of that soundbite. And, and she will pick them up at the border and take them for that health care. She's been taken, uh, they, his, her family believes, by Hamas. I spoke to her son today, Yonatan, uh, and, and uh, you know, asked him to sort of describe what his mother was about. She was obsessed with peace, you know. Violence was always wrong in her mind. So she would say now, even though our whole communities are wiped out, she would say we don't need more dead babies. We need to stop the violence now. I call on, on everybody, and the Israeli government, and Hamas, and Canada, everybody to put pressure on both sides to negotiate and to to get the captives out. He mentioned Canada, of course, because she's... Yeah, yeah, that's, that's, that's nice. That's nice. I got some more uh, other ones we'll play later that just came up today. But it's pretty interesting. I mean, uh, column NBC News resists normalizing Trump, but not the killers at Hamas. Uh... It's on Sunday's NBC Nightly News, the show's introduced plug stories of rallies across the U.S. Uh, the Daily Vespa, Little Palestine in Chicago. Um, let's see. There's Chuck Todd in here. I saw that. Todd was there. They, they, you know, but you can't normalize Trump. Trump is a garbage human. And those are extremists. But actual people that behead babies, nope. Nope, nope. And, and, and what, what's really sad about it is John Kirby, once again, just doing everything he can to not say Iran's link to it. Can you define what the direct link is when you guys talk about Iran not being involved, no direct link? What is it? What do you consider to be a direct link? So what I'm referring to there is um, any any evidence that we have that they were knowledgeable of and aware of these particular attacks. Now, of course, as Jake said yesterday, you know it, it, that they were obviously have been broadly aware of Hamas's hostility to Israel um, and to some of the broad planning that that uh, Hamas would do. But we haven't seen anything that tells us they knew specifically date, time, method you know, that they were that they were witting to, to this. Um, it, we haven't seen anything that tells us they specifically cut checks to support this set of attacks or that they were involved in the training. And that obviously this required quite a bit of training by these uh, terrorists. Um, uh, or that they were involved in any 
directing of the operation. So again, I'll get to your. I, I promise. I I don't want. I'm not trying to, you know, monopolize the time here. But we're. we're it's it's not a. You know, we're not one and done here either. We're going to continue to look at the intelligence stream, and see if it leads us to different conclusion. All I can do is be honest with you about the conclusions we're coming to today. Why is it so hard for them? Why? I think it, it it comes down to it's just the left. I mean, we, we had this with the Nazi symbol symbology. That was huge. Here's Jennifer Rubin about his speech, a speech of amazing moral clarity. See, that was the talking point. You you can't back off the talking point. The talking point was moral clarity Biden. So that's all they talked about. And nobody really wanted to talk about their side because you have Rashida Tlaib, Black Lives Matter. We have all the heinous stuff we're going to go through in a second. But it was interesting to see these journalists, and I air quote, um, having to deal with it. Tapper KGP had to deal with the realization that the left's pretty anti-Semitic. This does, these last few days have been a real uh, eye-opening period for a lot of people, a lot of Democrats, a lot of progressives, in terms of anti-Semitism on the left. A lot of people who seem more shocked at dehumanizing language uh, used by world leaders to describe Hamas than what Hamas actually perpetrated on Saturday. What is the president's message to... Okay, the pool should, should start leaving and then we're going to take this last question. Okay. Thank you, Green. Uh, what is the president's message to members of Congress who seem to be equating the Hamas terror attack with actions that were previously taken by Israel? Say that one more time. Everybody's moving around. I apologize. Uh, what is the president's message to members of Congress who seem to be equating the Hamas terror attack with actions that were previously taken by Israel? Look, here's the thing, and which 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 congressional members? Yet they are constantly having facts. Just smack them in the god darn face. It is nonstop fact, and they won't acknowledge it. There are. I don't know if I grabbed this. There it is. The only source of Hamas beheading babies appears to be Israeli military, which is widely known to spread lies and disinformation. Journalists, this is the fog of war. We'll be seeing all sorts of claims. Don't amplify. Unverified. So, These are French journalists showing it. He continues, no matter how many reporters confirm this, many people will deny it happened. And Nora O'Donnell learned that Israel body recovery teams have discovered beheaded babies. Everybody kept talking about it all fucking day long, including journalists in the field. But it didn't matter that NBC had a journalist on the ground saying, hey, Mafa, this is bad. This is, like, really bad. 
You'll see Veshi and, you know, fucking Reed with the false story of trapped Palestinians. All about trapped Palestinians and don't amplify false information. This is the saddest part of liberating and taking back control of this kibbutz, barely a mile, a kilometer from the border with Gaza. It's been a two-day fight. There are bodies everywhere. There were so many murdered members of this kibbutz. Men, women, children, hands bound, shot, executed, heads cut. Israeli Defense Force are back in control. Yeah, in a way, you might say that uh, Hamas has two million additional hostages, too, the people in Gaza as well. Uh, let me just ask you that last yeah. piece of what you I mentioned. Um, uh, they, they can't get out. And so Israel has told Gazans to leave. But given the fact that they've got Egypt, we can put the map back up again. Egypt is in one direction. The sea is in one direction. And Israel's the other direction. Where can they go? Yeah, and we need to see where Egypt's going to stand on this, but there are 135,000 Gazans who are now without a home. They are displaced internally. There are probably many more than that who would like to leave. Israel, uh, Egypt closes that border as well. So Israel's on, the, on, on, on two. Yeah, none of this matters. Facts don't matter. Facts will never matter with these people because... It's who they are. It's just, it's who they are. Here, here's just some, you know, we learned this. And once again, if I could play all of Ben Shapiro's podcasts and just distill them down, I would just load them because the information you're getting from Ben Shapiro, if you haven't been listening, is information you're getting from nobody because he is LinkedIn, he's got family there. He left right before the attack. Border Patrol arrests the suspects on the FBI's terror watch list. Fiscal year 23, 151, 98, 15, 3062. So under... Trump, we didn't have the problem. Now we do. CBP data provided and confirmed by CBP. Special interest alien. Three, 538 Syrian, 139 Yemen, 659 fucking Iranians who, them motherfuckers are financing this shit. Sorry about that. Iraq, 123, 6,386 Afghanis. And I'm telling you, they don't like us. They, they, they don't like us. I was there. Nothing changed since 2002. Lebanon, 164. Egyptians, 3,153. Pakistanis, 1613. Mauritians, 15,000. Uzbekistan, 13,000. Turkey, 30,000 motherfuckers. Over our border. Let me just do that. 45, 61, 65, 72, another 1,500. 73,500 motherfuckers that have no 
positive reason to be in the United States. They hate the country. They come from countries that habitually hate America. But yeah, we're doing great. Oh, in another context. 61% of everybody who got charged for walking in the Capitol, walking near the Capitol, talking about walking in the Capitol, talking about going near the Capitol, they got fucking jail time. But if your motherfucking ass was on BLM or Antifa and you killed motherfuckers, firebombed, you were caught in the moment. So th- this is our priority. So why are we surprised that this Adam Yulebreak guy, there's so much information. Why, why do we think this is important? Here is his big fucking article. This is what he rolled with. Who's to blame? I don't know. It's pretty self-explanatory. The people that chop off baby heads. There it is. That's an easy thing. You, You don't even know math, man. But, I mean, we sit on this show, we've sat on this show for fucking ever saying the media sucks ass. Why am I surprised? We're just going to go back to back and just get 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 it over with because I know you hate the sound bites, Matt and Oregon. This is a fucking soundbite show. Believe them when they speak. Here is the media concerned about Israel. Then we got Jihad as ABC sympathizes with uh, pro-Hamas. MSNBC uh, should literally give babies back. We played that last show. Um, all the pieces of shit. GOP infighting sparks this. They, they, they're coming because of that. That's, that's why. Yeah. Yeah, that, that's why. Because we're going to do our media jerk-off, followed by those cunts over on The View. I am politics, the media jerk-off of the week. to the battles brewing on college campuses over the crisis in the Middle East. Students taking sides and clashing while some CEOs are now saying they won't hire people based on their views in the wake of the Hamas attack. College campuses are deeply divided, including here at Harvard, where students here, it's not just about trying to protect their safety, but corporate CEOs are trying to blacklist some students whose organization signed on to a controversial statement. This morning, as protests erupt on college campuses across the country over the escalating Israeli-Hamas war in the Middle East, tensions mounting between some of those student protesters and their potential employers. Harvard now finding itself in the middle of contentious conversation after its Palestine solidarity groups released a statement signed by more than 30 student groups in the wake of the Hamas terrorist attacks, saying they held the Israeli regime entirely responsible for all unfolding violence. The backlash also raising safety concerns. This truck going around Harvard's campus naming people who were allegedly part of the groups that signed the statement. 
I spoke with several Palestinian students who asked that we not show their faces out of fear for their safety. We have Palestinian friends who were signatories of that statement, who were doxxed, whose name was on those buses, um, who've had their workplaces contacted. We have friends who've received death threats. They said they are scared to mourn in public. I just got a message from my grandmother just letting me know that 10 members of our family had been killed. Imagine feeling like the place that you're from is going to get wiped off the map. The NYPD has actually canceled officers' vacations and told them to get ready to work 12-hour shifts ahead of what could be some very tense moments and a number of demonstrations. There's going to be one scheduled here at Baruch College later today. This is a pro-Palestine march toward Times Square. It's expected to be a peaceful demonstration, but with this issue, as you might imagine, emotions and tensions are expected to run very high. Cities across the country are increasing security this morning after a call for a day of anger by a former leader of Hamas. It all comes as protests have popped up this week in cities and on college campuses, occasionally becoming flashpoints between pro-Israel. Palestinians from northern Gaza are on the move after Israel ordered them to evacuate their homes to the southern end of the bombed-out territory, an exodus that almost seems biblical. Think of it, a population equal to that of Rhode Island being told to move in just 24 hours. Evacuate? or else. Northern Gaza is being pounded relentlessly by Israeli strikes, reducing entire neighborhoods to rubble. Every morning we wake up to killings and death, this resident says. The UN has described the mass evacuation warning as impossible, saying it would have devastating consequences on civilians. In the light of day, unending scenes of chaos and carnage as the dead and wounded litter the streets. Hospitals are now at breaking point, overwhelmed by the sheer number of casualties. Exhausted doctors are being forced to make agonizing decisions. Do not be afraid, Dad. This boy says, be strong. Now, all of this direction towards further militarism and, and further violence is obviously not going to lead to anything better because that is exactly the track that got us here. I think that is absolutely correct. We need a real, meaningful solution to the underlying injustice that drives this violence, and that has to mean that Palestinians get to be live free of Israeli control and occupation. Omar, you just heard from Michal and David Avramov searching desperately for their 20-year-old son. They are one of many, at least 100 hostages being held at this moment. This is what the spokesman for the IDF, Lieutenant Colonel Hecht, said overnight. We don't focus our attacks on women and children. Um, we'll do everything we can to minimize collateral damage. But again, we are at war with Hamas. And sadly, there's kind of, sadly there might be uh, people that are involved killed. It's not, it won't be intentional. And sadly, Hamas have entrenched themselves in a cynical way within the civilian uh, population. You have said that this conflict cannot be solved militarily. How do you see this ending? Where do you see this going? I mean, look, there's all these pronouncements about the need to, that they're going to do everything they can to avoid civilian casualties. It is really worth emphasizing here that Israel has bombed Gaza many, many times before, and Human Rights Watch and Amnesty International, and even Israeli human rights organizations like B'Tselem, say that this is not at all what Israel's conduct is. There isn't an effort to minimize civilian casualties, that there is mass indiscriminate bombing of civilian areas. And frankly, we're watching that unfold right now as well. Um, the policy is essentially to, to punish the entire Palestinian population, cutting off electricity to all of Gaza, 
preventing anybody in Gaza from coming in and out. I think, you know, for me, I'm not a geopolitical expert or anything like that. I've said many times my grandfather is Jewish, and so my family has been roiling about this. What is, what is terrifying to me also is that there is so much anger on the Israeli side, arguably correctly so, because they've never seen this kind of massacre on their land in 50 years. But now you have a defense minister that is saying we are going to close the strip and put 2.2 million innocent civilians in the Gaza Strip and we're going to launch an offensive against those 2.2 million people, half of which are children providing no food, water, or electricity. There are losers on both sides of this, and they're civilians. Why, minds much better than mine, have tried to figure out a way for peace in the Middle East. I pray I thought uh, I thought Jared Kushner was supposed to do it. Yeah, I, so, so allegedly. You, did Hamas really think that the Israelis would... Sonny, you want to say something? No, I just, I, you know, I, I look at this from a legal perspective, and I think that we all know that Hamas has been designated uh, a terror organization, just like many other terror organizations have had this designation, like the Proud Boys here in the United States. Um, but, I, but I do think that what we need to remember is that there is an international human rights body of law, and when you look at that law, part of it is retaliation against innocent civilians collectively is also terror and is also a war crime and again those are not my words those are the words of the law and the president of the european commission ursula von der leyen said just last year when we were all talking about ukraine she said russia's attacks against civilian infrastructure especially electricity are war crimes cutting off men women the world is seemingly blowing up right now and the u.s looks weak that's right on the world stage because we can't even name a speaker of the house and last week it was kind of amusing we talked about it here you know you have the mccarthy's out you know gates is enjoying 30 seconds in the sun and jim jordan's your next best option and everything was kind of funny and then perspective slaps you in the face and i know that was a long time it's bullshit i shouldn't do it to you but these these I mean, we already got nine times media sympathized with Hamas terrorists. Uh, Veshi, there's nuance to terrorist attack. We played it. L.A. Times, Hamas propagandists. We covered it. Hamas has no choice but to use military force. Moyhedin, we played it. CNN's welcome Palestinian propagandists. Played it. CBS, Hamas sheer determination. Played it. Israeli response just going to create more division. Israeli targeting Hamas leaders, but at what cost? Israel is guilty of decades of occupation. No, they haven't. They gave it back in 2005, you lemmings. You know, if you listen and research and actually don't just do what you're told on social media, you'll find out that Egypt, Libya, all these fucking places could have taken this shit show but they didn't Israel walked away they have gotten billions and trillions of dollars from countries and what do they do with it they don't put it in infrastructure they don't fix their electricity the electricity still has to come from fucking Israel they don't do it in water 
There was an EU $3 billion or $6 billion of pipe sent. You know what they use the pipe for? It's what's raining down on Israel right now. They made rockets out of it. They even did a fucking video. Don't believe me? Here it is. about them biscuits yeah but they're a victim they're a victim israel is guilty of decades of occupation and don't make this about good guys and bad guys let's look at the bigger picture the bigger picture i mean really New York Times ignores eliminationist rhetoric at pro-Hamas rally, plays both side game. Both sides. Okay. We're going to get to that in a bit. There's plenty of rally shit. But first got this from uh, Libs of TikTok. I actually, well, actually, I found it before. This is uh, TikTok Clown and uh, going off those numbers we just talked about. Uh, America, you're next. Pretend to use. I can only imagine what you must be going through right now. The mental and spiritual devastation that you are suffering. As you did in Ukraine, as you are going through now in Israel. You see the pattern, don't you? You know who's next. This United States. That's right. Let this be a message to every colonizer. You have every reason to be afraid. And you white South Africans who thought that you could get away with your crimes too, pay close attention. As more and more people around this country get a little bit more hands-on against your shenanigans. The worst part about all this is that's acceptable. You can go and say those kind of things. Nobody's really upset about it. Um... CBS has been like every other one. They're just fucked up, man. They've just been fucked up. And, and here's one of their guys who's got family over there. He's Jewish, and he's really shaken up, but it doesn't change the coverage. Look, this has been a very long weekend. This has been a very tough situation. Uh, First of all, I should say thank you to everybody, our colleagues, friends who reached out to ask how I'm doing, how my family's doing. Mm -hmm. 
heard from a lot of people online as well. It's, it's, it's tough. Uh, my, I have a, an 11-year-old and a 14-year-old who live in Israel. They live there with their mother, my ex-wife. They are safe, but just as a father, I think people can understand if somebody, anybody is firing rockets in the direction of your children without regard to whether they are struck or not, you're going to feel a thing or two. So it's mm. been a roller coaster weekend. Have you been able to talk to them? I've talked talk to them as, as the sirens went off the first time, but the rockets are just step one. I mean, that's the beginning of yeah. it. I've been sad and angry mm -hmm. and disgusted to see the news that unfolded in the 48 hours since. We're talking about the direct close-range murder of more than 700 civilians mm -hmm. in their cars, in their homes, mm -hmm. at a festival, mm -hmm. and then the kidnappings, and then the hostage-taking, mm -hmm. and then the evidence of rape. Mm -hmm. And I think there's enough moral clarity in the world to say that this is wrong, mm -hmm. it's terrorism, and if it's being done in your name, mm -hmm. speak up, mm -hmm. speak up. Mm -hmm. I'm also heartbroken for the innocent people who are in Gaza and their children and what will happen. The next stuff is just really hard. This is how stupid they've been that this German girl is in the bed of that car and she's dead, but they said that she didn't on the internet. Here, Here's a video. वीडियो में जिस लड़की को आप नाचते गाते मुस्कुराते हुए देख रहे हैं ये लड़की जर्मनी की रहने वाली एक टैटू आर्टिस्ट शानी लाउक थी जो इसराइल में म्यूजिक फेस्टिवल अटेंड करने आई थी लेकिन कुछ ही घंटों के बाद शानी के साथ जो दरिंदगी होने वाली थी इस बात का अंदाजा शायद उसे बिल्कुल नहीं था हमास के आतंकियों ने इसराइल में घुस बाकी लोगों के साथ शानी को भी किडनेप कर लिया इसके बाद तीस साल की शानी का जिस दरिंदगी के साथ इन लोगों ने मर्डर किया उसका वीडियो सोशल मीडिया आरोप वायरल हो चुका है इस लड़की के साथ जो दरिंदगी की गई उसे देखकर हर किसी का खून खोल उठा इसराइल में मौत का मंजर देखने के बाद पूरी दुनिया हिल चुकी है हमास के आतंकियों ने कुछ ही मिनट में 5000 रॉकेट दागे उसके बाद हथियारों के साथ इसराइल में घुस गए आतंकी और वहां महिलाओं और बच्चों के साथ दरिंदगी करने लगे हर कोई अपने आप को बचाने की कोशिश कर रहा था लेकिन ये आतंकी जिनकी आँखों में खून उतर आया था उन्होंने किसी को भी नहीं बख्शा क्या बच्चे क्या महिलाएं हर किसी को एक एक कर वो काटते चले गए इसराइल में घुसकर आतंकियों ने जो दरिंदगी की उसके कई सारे वीडियोस सोशल मीडिया पर आ चुके हैं इसमें खून से लथपथ महिलाएं रोती बिलकती नजर आ रही हैं लेकिन हमास के आतंकी उन पर बिल्कुल भी रहम नहीं खा रहे हैं ऐसे एक वीडियो ने पूरी दुनिया को हैरान करके रख दिया इसे जिसने देखा उसका दिल दहल उठा वीडियो में एक लड़की की लाश को ट्रक पर रखा हुआ देख सकते हैं आप इस पर आतंकी बैठे है वो लाश के कपड़े उतारते हैं उस पर थूकते हैं बंदूके दिखाकर इसराइल पर हमले का जश्न मनाते हैं वो इस दौरान अल्लाह अकबर की नारी भी आते हैं इनका मानना है कि इन्होंने इसराइल की महिला सैनिक को पकड़ा है लेकिन अब इस लड़की की पहचान हो गई है उसके साथ जो कुछ हुआ उससे उसका परिवार गहरे सदमे में है ये लड़की कोई और नहीं बल्कि जर्मनी की रहने वाली टैटू आर्टिस्ट शानी लाउक है जिसका एक मौत से पहले का वीडियो सोशल मीडिया पर वायरल हो रहा है ये लड़की इसराइल में फेस्टिवल अटेंड करने गई थी और वहीं से आप देख सकते हैं कि मौत से कुछ ही घंटों पहले किस तरीके से ये लड़की अपने दोस्तों के साथ इंजॉय कर रही है नाच रही है रिपोर्ट की 
माने तो शानी की कजन तोमसीना विंट्रॉब लाउक ने शानी की पहचान की उन्होंने बताया कि परिवार ने शानी को उनके और टैटू और बालों से पहचान लिया वो कहती है कि हमें कुछ नहीं पता हम किसी पॉजिटिव खबर की उम्मीद कर रहे हैं वो वाकई में शानी है वो एक शांति पर आयोजित म्यूजिक फेस्टिवल में गई थी ये हमारे परिवार के लिए बुरा सपना है जर्मनी की रहने वाली टैटू आर्टिस्ट शानी को जिस तरीके से दरिंदगी के साथ मारा गया उनका ये वीडियो वायरल होने के बाद लोग जो है काफी सदमे में है और इस लड़की का ये जो नया वीडियो सामने आया है जिसमें ये लड़की फेस्टिवल में डांस करती नजर आ रही है ये वीडियो देखने के बाद हर किसी की आंखें नम है क्योंकि इसराइल में घुसकर आतंकियों ने इस लड़की के साथ जिस तरीके से दरिंदगी की है उसको भुला पाना किसी के लिए भी काफी मुश्किल हो रहा है अगर आपने फिल्मी बीट को अभी तक सब्सक्राइब नहीं किया तो कर लीजिए आप हमारा ये वीडियो फेसबुक पेज पर देख रहे हैं तो उसे भी लाइक कीजिए बॉलीवुड टीवी से जुड़ी तमाम खबरों के लिए आप देखते रहिए फिल्मी बीट That's her. She's dead. They're so busy with stuff like this. You know, misinformation. You can't have misinformation. Why you got misinformation? Why? Why? Soros is in the game. Demanded American Israel must open the door to Hamas. Demanded. They uh, chanting video good god this this won't go away either i guess i'll go hat patchless i don't know where my hat went but my head is getting warm so let's let's go with that with two pieces of velcro stuck on it they had to fact check it because you know you know They don't want to cover real stuff. Personal thoughts. Not for everyone. Feel free to skip. For the longest time, I struggled with my identity. Palestinian kid born in Israel. Like, what the fuck? Many of my friends refuse this day to say the word Israel. And they call themselves Palestinian only. But since I was 12, that did not make sense to me. So I decided to mix the two and become Palestinian Israeli. I thought this term reflected who I was. Palestinian first, Israeli second. But after recent events, I started to think and think and think. And then turned to anger. I realized that Israel was invaded. Like, again, we would not be safe. 900, now 1,600 dead. More than 40 of them are Arab, killed by other Arabs, and even two Thai people. And I do not want to live under Palestinian government, which means I only have one home, even though I'm not Jewish, Israel. And now he calls himself an Israeli Palestinian. They don't want to cover that story. There was one I was going to play. Powerful MSNBC panel on barbaric Hamas terrorists had one awkward problem. They didn't want to really acknowledge that they're a terrorist. A.G. Hamilton. So the last five days have been among the most mentally draining of my life. I've been trying to figure out why I, it has been that bad. This conflict's not new to me. Jew hatred's not new to me. Death is not new to me. So I'm going to do something I rarely do and just ramble. My family left the Soviet Union in 89. At the time, most Jews were desperate to get out. Jews were basically second-class citizens in the USSR. My parents and my three-year-old self We're lucky enough to get visas in the United States. Most others, including my grandpas and much of my extended family, escaped to Israel. Identifying as Jewish was always really important to my parents. It was a source of pride, not because they were religious, far from it, but as it would later understand that half your family is massacred for their identity. 
becomes a lot more than just religious belief. Came to U.S. with about $60. A local Jewish organization was kind enough to cover two months of rent in a small apartment and fill up the fridge. I can remember how tight the money was for visiting a store once we got there. I saw a cheap toy that I, I'd been, that I, being a little shit, demanded to have. My dad was unable to say no to me, so it caused a fight between him and my mom. And somehow I remember him skipping the meal that night to offset the cost of my toy. My dad knew about three words of English at the time, but he loved to talk, so we would still manage to have hour-long conversations with everyone. Don't ask me how I remember any of this, but I confirmed it years later. My parents almost immediately got four low-wage jobs between them. Not only did they need to earn for us to survive, but my dad was committed to us visiting my grandparents as soon as we could. The first chance we got to go there was 1991. It happened during the Gulf War. I know this because I will always remember being woken up in the middle of the night for my parents to put one of those ridiculous gas masks on. Sorry for hitting the mic. Every household in Israel had them. Yeah, the wife turned the heat on. Sorry, it's getting ridiculous in here. Um, I couldn't comprehend why someone would try to hurt us. I remember being told at some point that it, because we exist. A few years later, when our situation was a little more stable, I started going to Israel every summer to stay with my grandparents. My grandfather was the youngest of seven siblings, but three of them had gone, to since, had gone since the war. One of his brothers, the numbers, arm, numbers on his arm, it took me some time to learn what that meant. I could spend half my days playing outside with friends. I didn't speak Hebrew, but I learned to understand it, and the kids who spoke Russian would often translate. The other half was with my grandparents. They eventually moved to a very large hostel, which is essentially a retirement home. That hostel happened to be about a mile from where the rocket hit today in Ashad. I would walk there daily and play dominoes and cars with the tirees. I noticed that a lot more of them had those numbers, and by then I understood what that meant. Very few of them liked to tell their stories, but I would pry some details out of them from time to time, recount the most horrifying events imaginable without really getting too emotional. I would get more upset about them than the people who survived them, but the message was always the same at the end. Now we are here in Israel, now our kids are here, we survived, and that's what matters. The we they were using wasn't themselves, but we as a people. They could not kill us, or as the saying goes, the people of Israel live, Survival was their accomplishment, and they took pride in it. I kept coming back most summers, even once the second Intifana started. I remember my teenage friends wanting to go to the pool on Saturday, but I was afraid of getting on a bus. I couldn't understand why my friends didn't even seem to care about the bus bombings, but they had been desensitized to it, and being targeted for existence became the norm. One of my friends would later die in a bombing. By then, it was well understood that they wanted to kill us because we're Jews, and that would not change anytime soon. But life must go on. I would come back years later, and by then, they were still trying to kill us. But it was no longer buses and suicide bombers. Instead, they are using rockets. That meant we would have to regularly run to bomb shelters. But again, in Israel, had taken steps to ensure its people could live. What I found amazing is thinking back is that no one in Israel ever let the hatred or attempts to kill us define their lives. Not when Saddam was firing missiles, not when the PLO was blowing up buses, and not when Hamas was firing rockets. 
Those around Israel always did what they had to survive, but they still went on with their lives. They went to school to learn math and science, not how to hate Palestinians. The goal was never death for cause, but prospering in a life. The previous generation has survived, and the mandate for future generations was not to waste it. That brings us to this past weekend when a group of modern-day Nazis have committed our destruction and unleashed the type of hell that our parents hadn't seen since they were branded with those numbers. The trauma of those realities that could happen again is just devastating to those of us who know the history. Too many survival for the granted. Too many took survival for granted. The anger we feel is just as at the killers, but at ourselves for letting it happen. It feels like a portrayal of survival stories we learned from our grandparents. We had to share responsibility those who survived the last time our families were left to fend for themselves against evil to not let it happen again, and we failed. We have to do whatever it takes to make sure we do not fail again. That will mean some very hard days ahead, but there is no choice. Our survival depends on it. The people of Israel depend on it. Ben Shapiro said it every episode this week. Watched all of them. We choose life, they choose death. So when you see stuff like this from BLN, and then they delete it and they come back. When we say free Palestine, y'all say anti-Semitic and Hamas, Israel... Israel's terrorism created Hamas and Zionism is a betrayal of the peace of Judaism, not those shooting, shouting against its genocidal effects on Palestine. We had corporations give so much money to BLM and this is once again as Israel soldiers regained control of an area near Gaza that came under attack they're finding evidence seen in videos and photos that confirmed by witnesses account of the massacre of civilians by Hamas gunmen they have removed terrorists from every article this is the first article. This is the updated article because as with everything in the New York Times, liberals got upset. So we can't call them terrorists. We have to call them gunmen. So when you see what we're about to see from Dearborn, we'll see that in a second. MSNBC brought on uh, Katie reports on Thursday afternoon uh, Nora Arakat, a total anti-Semite. CNN blames Israel for no Gaza shelters. It's another Palestinian person. Um, Jesus, there's just so much 
there are people saying it to people. There's a Hamas statement. There's a Democrat. Uh, the two media, another person for Fairfax, where, you know, the whole, you can rape my child and you're a piece of shit and go to jail. And uh, about seven minutes from Ben Shapiro's last show. When you see this type of stuff, I'm not shocked. This is who the left is. And I think it's despicable what they're protesting for and what you're protesting for and the fact that you can't condemn women and children and elderly people being murdered in the streets. What about it? Do you condemn it? I already said. Why can't you say yes? Because I already gave you my answer. You didn't give an answer, and every I think anybody who watches would understand what your actual position is. Three people that are going to watch your bullshit video, Russell. شل أركانهم ودمر كيانهم اللهم مكننا من رقاب يهود اللهم مكننا من رقاب يهود فلقد اقترب يوم فلقد اقترب يوم ذبحكم وصالكم والقضاء عليكم حتى لا يبقى يهودي ولا صهيوني على وجه هذه الأرض عقيدتنا في قتالكم أننا سنبيدكم على بكرة أبيكم ولن نبقي منكم أحدا تلوهم حيث ثقفتموا ما فيش نعرفش حدث وين ما بنستطيع سنقاوزهم التي يتبر فيها ملكهم ويباد فيها أبناؤهم اللهم عليك باليهود ومن والاهم اللهم عليك بالأمريكان ومن والاهم اللهم أحصهم عددا واقتلهم بددا ولا تغادر منهم أحدا if we want to apply the laws of war, then we apply all the laws of war across the board without exception. And unfortunately, we are hearing a very racist, dehumanizing framework that is justifying these war crimes against Palestinians. Can you justify what you've been seeing uh, happen to the Israelis? Can you justify, justify the images that? of the babies? I'm just, I'm who just... justifies that? Palestinians are the people who have been protesting non-violently for decades. The Palestinian struggle for freedom is 100 years old, as they have been protesting against the usurpation of their land and, and their forced displacement. Hamas wasn't established until 1987. Palestinians have been protesting against the siege for 16 years. In 2018, 40,000 Palestinians marched week in and week out while Israeli snipers shot to kill them as the rest of the world didn't even interview them or ask them about their nonviolent resistance or the barbarism of Israel's response. These are the Palestinians. 34 U.S. states have made illegal boycott, divestment, and sanctions, which is the quintessential. They have been enduring a brutal siege whose stated aims by the Israeli government, by the way, has been to deprive people of their basic freedoms, of the ability to prosper and to develop and to live ordinary, normal lives with, with dignity. That's what this is about. And, and the fact that elected leaders, elected Israeli leaders, enjoying the full support of our government and of other European leaders can stand up and un, unabashedly say 
we are going to turn Gaza into rubble and we will attack the civilian population and deprive them of food, water, and electricity, and everyone is just kind of twiddling their thumbs, is just unfathomable. It's a war crime. Um, and again, in Hamas, I mean, people will also point out the Hamas charter does call for the obliteration of Israel. The language, the rhetoric is very heated. I do want to ask on the macro level, and I'm not sure this is something you and normally I, cover. I do want to also just to that, remind our viewers that the elected Israeli government and officials have officially called for the ethnic cleansing of Palestinians and called for Palestinians to be wiped out. These are Israeli ministers elected by their leadership have said that they do not want Palestine to exist. And I should point out long before this in the Oslo Accords, there was never a mention of the Palestinian state being established. Um, the Likud Charter that Netanyahu presents can calls, I, can I actually, ask just about, in, ter in terms of, we just learned that the Secretary of State, Anthony Blinken, is going to go to Qatar. Qatar has influence with Hamas. Um, what kind of pressure do you think, or what kind of discussions you think could be taking place between Qatar and Hamas? I mean, I mean, the hope is that there is uh, some kind of negotiation for an immediate end to hostilities, obviously. Uh, all human life is, is sacred, and, and there needs to be just an immediate end of the bombardment of Gaza, an immediate end to all hostilities, so that we can address the, the root of all of this problem, which is the ongoing, brutal, extremely violent, structurally and otherwise, occupation of the Palestinian people that they have been enduring for more than 56 years now. When that ends, when, when Israeli apartheid of Palestinian land and people end, then there can be a just and secure peace for all peoples. That's, that will really help us achieve the vision of peace for all. It might seem simple. Aggressors attacking families in a state seeking vengeance. But we often sympathize with and humanize the side that we relate to and the side that looks more like us or that our biases guide us towards but doing so obscures the root of the violence. Centuries of human history teach us that escalations happen when problems are ignored, realities are denied, and voices are censored, when one narrative dominates from the world stage all the way to our classrooms. We do our students no favors by calling for peace and being unwilling to back what peace requires. As the old civil rights adage goes, no justice, themselves from years and years of oppression and looking around, living through the rumbles. And I feel like it's just justified and they're traumatized. Yeah, I, a lot of my friends kind of side with Israel, but I, I feel like there's more than one side to this. I wouldn't say the attacks are fully unjustified. I'm on the side of Palestine. The Israeli government has kind of been kind of brutalized about Palestinians. So. I understand why they try and fight back. I understand where they're coming from, and I understand why they're doing what they're doing. They're fighting back. They've been entrapped for 15 years. It's 75 years of oppression, 15 years of a blockade. They need to break out of prison, and that's exactly what they were doing. Yeah, years of genocide and raping and stuff. Yeah, I think so. They have every right to defend themselves. Out of the 30 people that we spoke to, a total of two thought Hamas's brutality was unjustified. University of Washington had a mass pro-Hamas protest as, as well. Here is what that looked like. So this is um, Antifa joined together with uh, 
Palestinian advocates, of course, and when I say Palestinian, I mean Hamas advocates. And remember, all the talk about how Hamas is separable from the movement. Uh, the movement isn't trying to separate Hamas from it, I noticed. Just the thing I noticed. It, it, have you heard a single call for Hamas to turn over the hostages? From any of these people? Any call? Any? Bueller? Of course not. They don't care. They're perfectly happy for Jewish hostages to be murdered in tunnels. They don't care. They don't give a shit. They don't, they don't care whether, Hamas, whether Gazan civilians die. Has there been any call? for? Because you know what Israel said? They turned off the water and power. And Israel said, by the way, we'll turn it back on if you give us our hostages. And everybody goes, how could they turn off the water and power? Well, I noticed that's a conditional statement. If you turn the hostages over, we will turn back on the water and power. And it seems like not an unreasonable demand since you are holding babies and women and Holocaust survivors. That seems, by the way, you're holding a dozen Americans. It seems like not the most unreasonable, but has one protester said that Hamas might want to turn those people over? Not, Not one. Has one protester acknowledged that if Hamas would would stop all of this, if they, if they would turn into a legit government, which is what Israel wanted them to do for 20 years, after handing over the entire Gaza Strip to them, that none of this would have happened? That civilian deaths are on the hands of... Of course not. Are there any demands on the governing body in the Gaza Strip, which is Hamas, to protect civilians? No, of course not. Because the goal is the destruction of Israel. And if they can't do it by running into Israel and murdering every civilian, then they will attempt to do it by relieving the international legitimacy of Israel by planting babies directly in front of military targets. That's precisely what they are doing right now. Again, these campuses, which are supposed places of safety and and openness and diversity, well, when it comes to Jewish students feeling, you know, just a little threatened by people who are now defending mass murder of Jews, then, of course, there's nothing to be done. Here are Jewish students at University of Washington witnessing this pro-Hamas rally and being told by the authorities, well, you know, that's just the way that it goes. Now, listen, free speech is indeed free speech. Also, Free speech has never obtained at these campuses. I've been banned from half these campuses for for trying to just speak about things like economics. These these are places where, again, if you use the wrong pronoun, they will put you in the the gulag. But if you say Jews should be murdered en masse and it's justified, then if a Jew gets upset, that's obviously, you know, free speech. That's when when the free speech bone kicks back in. Interesting. Interesting how your standard kicks back in the minute the Jews are the victims. They want our people dead. Again, it's a, it's a, remember, it's a, um, it's a micro, why would Jews live in fear after 1,300 of them were slaughtered and then all of their advocates come out on campus rallying for the slaughterers? Why would they be afraid? Uh, in the, in the world of microaggressions, um, I noticed that there are certain microaggressions you guys do not seem to care, macroaggressions rather, that you don't. They are who they say they are. Any way you cut it, this is who they are. Here is, uh. Rashida Tlaib. Um, Melissa Nunn-Burke shared a statement. I agreed the Palestinian-Israel lost yesterday, today, and every day. I'm determined as ever to fight for a just future where everyone can live in peace and dignity, blah, blah, blah. At least 700 people have died and over 2,000 have been injured in Israeli after rockets were fired from Gaza and Israel by Hamas militants, Israeli authorities said, ABC, blah, blah, blah. The statement only got worse from there. The path to the future must include lifting the blockade, ending the occupation, and dismantling the apartheid system that creates a suffocating, demonetizing lie, lie, lie. What 
apartheid. What? I mean, how do you... Are your people dead in London? That was... uh, Representative Tim Hernandez was in there. They're not going to say it. They're not going to touch it. This turd... Student Bar Associate President identifies as they, them, just sent this out, justifying the murder of innocents and backing Hamas fighters. What did she say? Well, let's let's go ahead and read it. So I'm very itchy today. This week, I want to express first and foremost my unwavering and absolute solidarity with Palestinians and the resistance against the oppressive towards liberation and self-determination. Israel bears full responsibility for this tremendous loss of life. This regime of state-sanctioned violence created the conditions that made resistance necessary. I will not condemn Palestinian resistance. I condemn the violence of apartheid. I condemn the violence of settler colonialism. colonialism. I condemn the violence of military occupation. I condemn the violence of dispossessed and stolen homes. I condemn the violence of trapping thousands in open-air prison. I condemn the violence of collective punishment. I condemn the violence of phosphorus bombs. I condemn the violence of the United States military complex. I condemn the violence of obfuscating genocide as a complex issue. I condemn the violence of labeling oppressed people as animals. I condemn the violence of removing historical context. I condemn the violence of silence. Palestinian will agree. What are you talking about? What What are you talking about? YouTube allows Hamas terrorists to call Muslims to rise up against Israel. That was all over the place. Snopes, Hamas trustees was echo Islamophobic rhetoric. Really? Really? Politico. U.S. calls for proportionate Israeli response. What is proportionate to chopping off baby heads and killing families in their home? How do you get proportionate? Anybody? Can somebody tell me? Because I don't, I don't know what proportionate is. I just, I just don't. Sonny Hostin. Compares him to the Proud Boys. Yeah, the Proud Boys went into people's houses and killed their babies. Sarah Silverman has been comedian. Israel only shoots at military targets, but they know they keep those targets in populated areas. So the question is, why are military targets more important than human life? Why retaliate like this? Just more murder, more bodies, more hate. My heart bleeds. No, he doesn't. No, no, it doesn't. Then Ben Shapiro. Everything he's posted, if you watch, is true. The story about the dead charred baby picture is getting more, even more crazy now. Fast your seatbelt. A random NPC claiming one of the pictures is a doctor and that it is of a puppy. I investigate. It comes from an Anon post in 4chan, of course, with zero clout or proof if any puppy pic looked doctored. But the story is getting traction because so many bot farms of propaganda accounts are amplifying. In the meantime, Ben Shapiro posts have been falsely community noted because of the so-called AI detection tool. It's easy to verify this AI tools cannot and should not be trusted. This manipulated original comment community note is being ripped apart. A complimentary bonus. The account did some AI research and AI detection is your angle. Think twice. 
Now, if after all, your best friend is an AI detection tool built in beta built a few months ago, the zero track record and use that as your ultimate fact checker. It's true. It's all true. And this guy goes through and shows it's true. He's not faking it. The Hamas guy, the day of your slaughter, extermination, annihilation is clear until near. We will totally exterminate you. We will not have a single single of your life. Hamas, in its own words, that came from Ben Shapiro. Why it turns out the genocidal Jew-hating maniacs proclaim that they want to wipe Jews off the planet. They actually mean it. It's not really a cry of the dispossessed. The dispossessed. That's what we're talking about. Adam Kinziger, he was just about Ukraine. Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine. It was all about Ukraine. We got to do Ukraine first. That flag is still up. Palestinian flag is still up in front of her office. Somebody nailed it pretty good. Um, You can't be a homosexual in Palestine. Do, do they know that? Then you see this. This is all from their fucking stupid ass protests or whatever the fuck. You got that. Yep. We're with them. And then somebody just does this, which is fucking perfect. So fucking perfect. Free Palestine. And then they chop her head off. Because that's what they do. That's what they do. Casey Dillon, which we used to cover on the show, went to Palestinian resistance protests near Harvard today. Here is what you need to know. The flyer declares... Claire's victory is ours. Chants called for destruction of Israel. Protesters called the Israeli across the street Nazis. Hundreds of people showed up. Things got intense with the Israeli side. Police did a great job keeping two groups separate. Many chants accused Israel of white supremacy. Reporting coming on Fox News. This was the flyer. I'll have to screen cap it because it's a PNG and it won't let me overwrite. Understand, this is a picture of them after they dragged a dead body off a fucking tank. Oh, I guess I saved it wrong. Where did I save it at? Where did I put that thing? I fucked up. There we go. Um, yeah, if you see the whole video, you can uh, you can go to Ben Shapiro's podcast, and you will see. Um, that that's that's what it is. 
That's what it is. They pulled the guy out of a tank. He was dead. Drug him through the street and beat him. Such a bunch of good people. They're so nice. I mean, that's the kind of guys you want to bring home. You want to bring them home for Christmas. Please come for Christmas. I want you to come for Christmas. You are such good people. You are the greatest people ever. I really don't understand how anybody could side with them. I I, I just don't understand. I mean, I know this is a complex issue. It's not a white or black. It, It is fucking all sorts of gray area how this has gone down forever. But when you outright go after children and families and mommies, that's just fucked up. This is Swarthmore Students for Justice. Resist, okay, Swarthmore Students for Justice, Palestinian affirms his resolute solidarity with Palestinian resisting the brutal Zionist state since early Sunday morning. Palestinian Gaza and West Bank have violently confronted the imperialist apparatus. How do you confront an imperialist apparatus by killing mommies? The military bases. Okay, got it. Military target. People's homes. They've sanitized the video I had of a bloodbath room. Because Don Jr. did it. Yeah. Uh, confronted for the 75 years. An unprecedented violation of Zionist intelligent military rule. The resistance broke its people out of the open air prison that is Gaza Strip. Many Palestinians saw their ancestral homelands and was now referred to as 1948 lands or as land taken during the Nabaka. For the first time in nearly a century, over 50,000 of Gaza population of children more have never stopped outside the imperialist prison walls and engaged their homes. The Zionist government is replying this legitimate resistance to routine, unconscionable violence. Oh, really? Swarthmore Students for Justice of Palestine enshrines the right of Palestinian people to resist the Zionist regime by any means necessary and honors the martyrs who have sacrificed their lives for liberation. We call on all Swarthmore community members to unite in solidarity with the plight of the oppressed and confront the dishonest racist tropes that view resistance as barbaric and uncivilized only when it is exerted by indigenous people. And it goes on and on and fucking on and fucking on. Replies. But remember, words are violence and don't use the word wrong pronouns. That's the key thing about all this. Is, these are the same people that think you should be re-educated if you misgender. But chopping babies is good. It's strange credulity that the attacks impinged on the imperialist apparatus when the evidence seems to show the main attack was on a music festival. That is a young black woman. Hmm. 
Yeah, that's uh That's pretty fucked up. This is the AP released uh, yesterday. Hamas says Israel's heavy bombardment of Gaza Strip has killed 13 hostages, including foreigners held by the group. Hamas military wing says that the 13 were killed in various locations. There was no confirmation. What is the Hamas military ring? They're, they're a terrorist organization. And then another African-American person. If this is true, then Hamas got them killed. This is what happened in... Uh, well, I can't... Hmm, they suspended the account... Let me see if I can get this. This is a Chinese diplomat. Um, let me see. I don't think I got it. I don't think I can get it. No. Let me see if I can... Uh, Huh. That's very bizarre because the account's been suspended. Well, let me capture this. So we're going to finish this uh, section with a very long video. Um, this will be a long show, sorry. There's just so much info. Um, with a view of Hamas heading to the border. Uh, they're starting to stack them and rack them, which I'll close today with what I think should happen. Um, and then we're going to go into a edited version of uh, Morning Joe meeting uh, DeSantis. Very interesting. Didn't know it was on, uh, but we'll cover that. And uh, then we'll just do some hodgepodge, some odds and ends to finish the show up. So, Dead Hamas, a video worth watching. Israel right now and what the United States needs to do to support them. 
Well, I'll tell you, Joe, I'm actually down in Ball Harbor. We just did an event at the Shoal here, and um, it's raw for our community down in South Florida. We have the second biggest Israeli-American community in the country. Uh, we have a large Jewish population that's really expanded a lot in the last few years, particularly with the Orthodox Jews. So everybody uh, knows somebody uh, who's been over there. Uh, people know people that are missing, and unfortunately, people know people uh, that have been killed. Uh, this is uh, perhaps Israel's darkest hour. This is a country that had to fight for its inception in the late 1940s, the Arab army wanted to extinguish it in the crib. Then they were going to get invaded in 67, and they preempted that in the Six-Day War. Then they did get invaded with the Yom Kippur War, and they were able to win that. And then they faced intifada after intifada. Uh, and then this, the level of barbarity, uh, it's hard to comprehend. The images and the videos are absolutely disgusting. And I just think it's important as Americans that we all come together. Israel has a right to defend itself, and that means do that to the hilt. You have to uproot the terrorist infrastructure, these networks, uh, and Hamas needs to be no more. I fear what happens in these situations is, yeah, people say Israel can respond. Then a week later, then two weeks later, then people start to blame Israel. There's no moral equivalence between a Hamas terrorist and an Israeli civilian, and they have every right, right. to see this through to the hilt. So, so Governor, let me, let me ask you about a mistake that not only we make in the United States, but Israel uh, has made. Uh, unfortunately, in, in this case. And that is, with Israel, the belief that somehow Hamas could be managed through the years. Uh, you've been to the Middle East many times. You've visited Israel many times. And there was somehow that mistaken, that mistaken belief, just like the mistaken belief from our government through the years. The amazing thing is that DeSantis aired it replies to his threat. It's real simple. When Trump goes to MSNBC, it is him versus left media. When Ron goes on, it's Ron and the left media against Trump. The optics don't favor Ron at all. I should stop doing these things. I never, ever hold my breath waiting for a gaffe during a Ron DeSantis interview. He is so smart, articulate, knowledgeable. The Trump people hate him. I just wish America could wake up. He's a better candidate. He gives you a shot. Because you're up against everything. AP worries vote fraud charges by Democrats will validate right-wing conspiracy. About bag drops. You read the AP Concern headline in their Saturday article by Christina A. Drop boxes have become key to election conspiracy theories. Two Democrats, Democrats just um, confirmed it. Videos have trickled out over the weeks of September 12th primary in Bridgeport mayor's race between incumbent Joe Gannam and we covered it. So Democrats see it. The AP knows it. But they're not going to change it. I mean, why would you change it? it? It goes against the way they win. And I, I know... Some of you stumble across this, and maybe those have been listening for a while because numbers are still up. You know, you think, well, I thought you're not a Trumpian, and you're not this. Well, I'm not, but it's once again obvious that a dude who was in a basement that nobody wanted when the election started gets 81 million votes. There's something going on. Barack Obama, he gets 81 million votes. If we had 81 million people voting, he gets 81 million votes. He was Barack Obama. People who never voted their entire life voted 
for Barack Obama. But Biden? No. No, they don't do that. They don't they don't do that. Something happened. And with the Time article, you know, it's just kind of obvious. By the way, right now the sun is out. And so I'm going to pause for a second to go outside and then we'll restart because the eclipse is happening. Okay, I'm a little blind, uh, but that was fucking way goddamn cool. Um, you can see it starting to, it's starting to cut out. NPR, we're financing this. I hope you all feel good about it. Once again, no federal funds are supposed to go to abortion, but God's plan includes abortion. No, it doesn't. CNN new boss. Don't be distracted by balance. Fuck balance. That's why I went back to just fucking stupid. Gee, many crickets. How about Biden? I could play it. I don't Here, Let's just see if I can play it out loud. How many times have you ever spoken to your son about his overseas business dealings? I've never spoken to my son about his overseas business dealings. Yeah, that's like a whole tape. Uh, Biden saying, I never spoke to my son about overseas stuff. None of his dealings. Never spoke to him. That's what we were told. I'm saving it for another show because it's a good cut. And then there's another one. How about uh, Pisaki a billion fucking times saying, nope. Nope, 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 nope. I never, he never did that ever. Ever, 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 ever. So what's the count? Let's uh, blow it up because it's there. Hmm. It's very interesting that I never spoke to my son. 19,335 emails from Rosemont Seneca. 4,200 emails from Hunter Biden, 1,750 for Jim Biden, and 3,738 emails from Jim Lyons Halker. Hmm. No proof, though. There is zero proof, you fucking conspiracy theorist. So Lisa Ling's back. She went over to uh, CBS, her first assignment, AP History. I experienced here, though, was so much more nuanced. It was so much more humanized. And some in this country seem to have a problem with that. In January, Florida banned it, writing the course was inexplicably contrary to Florida law and significantly lacks educational value. We want education, not indoctrination. Do you believe you are indoctrinating your kids? I inculcate my kids with the idea that you're just as beautiful, just as brilliant as anyone else. That's my job every day. You really think of them as your kids. All of them are my kids, nothing to do with race or ethnicity. Not long after Florida banned the class, the College Board amended the curriculum removing content on systemic racism, the Black Lives Matter movement, 
and the push for reparations. The curriculum that is being taught today, do you believe it's been sanitized? Yes, I do. Though the College Board said the changes were part of their regular development process, some educators like Alberto Carvalho, superintendent of LA Unified School District, believe the organization acquiesced to political pressure. If you want to really learn about the history of the African American experience, you cannot leave out or sanitize slavery or the civil rights movements or uh, the fact that our nation has criminalized activities resulting in disproportionate numbers. That's, that's pretty fucked up. That's just pretty fucked up. So California, got to cover this because, you know, we're not really doing a woke today, but um, you can do heroin. You can smoke crack. But you can't eat Pez now. That's the thing. You know, okay. Fictional sex is coercive because characters are being forced to do things by the author. I am screaming. This is a real thread. Glorious brain melting, and that is maybe the only proper take on it. They said, so sex positivity is good, actually, not with fictional characters. Why? Because they don't have agency. That's where we're going with Woke. Really? Really? That, that's what we're going with woke. We're, we're, we're doing that. It's fucking really interesting. This week, we also had a young reporter stand up to KGP. You should be ashamed. Reporter calls out KGP for having blacklists. It went a little something like this. Well, we had a great moment in the White House press briefing this week when a New York Post reporter called Karine Jean-Pierre out on the fact that she won't call on him ever. And look what happened. All right, I'm gonna you haven't called on me in two seasons, Karine. I'm not calling on you today. Go ahead. Right. You should be ashamed of that. Go ahead. That. Go, that ahead. Go ahead. Go Go ahead. I'm going to close. I'm going to. the largest and most widely read newspapers, Karine. That shows contempt for a free and independent press. Go ahead. I'm calling on somebody who I haven't called in a long time as well. Go ahead. Thanks. All right, I'm going to smug, the smug. Good on him. Just good on him. You know, when ever conservatives do that, it's a big deal. When you ban it, do we remember the whole fucking Nancy boy with his um fucking plaque at the bottom Acosta do, do we remember that does anybody remember that I, I just don't understand how the left gets away with everything but the right can't get away with shit and it it's so fucking frustrating man I mean Seriously, people, you have to have the same standard. If we're going to say it's wrong and it's freedom of speech and yaddy, dotty, dotty, well, guess what? That goes for everybody. Everybody. 
but not in the world we live in now. They can do whatever the fuck they want to do. Traveling with Millie. Oh, I'm going to say that for, this is for lighter fare. Our porter calls how American troop soldier was most at home with his troops. Soldiers of target fixation. He had three beers in hand, a full day of leave, and a group of young women st- waiting. But a crowd of army uniforms also gather in a French village. D-Day celebrations stood in the way. The soldier navigated another step and realized he's pushing his beers right in the uniform of General Milley, Chairman of the Joint Chiefs. Palomino, what are you doing? Milley said, reading the captain's name tag. His eyes went wide. Whoa, he said, back away from the big guy. Whoa, Millie said right back, grinning and taking a step forward. While the captain may have been surprised to find Millie mixing up a soldier, it didn't surprise me. For those of us who have covered him, there's the Millie who has been defined by the deeply controversial moment of chairmanship under forward Trump, who branded him a traitor. And then there's Millie with the troops. Here, I'm going to give you a coin, Millie said, approached towards the 173rd Combat Airborne Brigade Captain. For me, it's meaningful. It's spiritual, actually, Millie told me. His father was a Marine, blah, blah, blah. Hundreds of soldiers made second 101st Division, packed the town's bar and streets. Lottie, dotty, dotty, dotty. Within a minute, Millie and his advance guys briskly walked the rows of white crosses. He knew that seeing the graves mattered. Had the grave site coordinated stored on my cell phone and his advanced team members were quick scouts. I hurried with them. Maybe it was the background sound of the cemetery, a home mob beats just to the side in the wind. Maybe it was the stress the minute it was moving and headline which were not. But Terry's story was one I knew deeply and held close. A family member who'd been killed was right there and I gave in to the president began to weep. Holly Ann Millie put her arm around my shoulder and she and the chairman and I bowed our heads and prayed over Terry's white cross. And then Millie coined him. I don't care how you stir it. He's a disgrace to the uniform with his politics alone. I don't care if he was saying it about Biden. I don't give a fuck who he was saying it about. We're not political. He was. To our short little woke, I got a playlist woke bumper. Well, let's do a couple of these first. UN women, remember trans lesbians are lesbians too. Let's uplift and honor every expression of love and identity. Happy International Lesbian Day. Okay. Let me get this straight. I'm a dude, but I want to dress like a woman and I want to have boobs, but I don't chop my wiener off. And yes, I said wiener. Um, because I, I once again like my wiener and I'm with a woman how does that make me a lesbian replies once again it sounds like a dude and a girl together but one dude's a little freaky that's fine once again you're stumbling across the show don't give a fuck you do you bro be let your freak flag fly the only time I ever get fired up over trans shit it's like every other parent on the planet. It's when you're trying to fucking force it on little kids. That's when people get upset. It's not about being trans. Be trans. Be a fucking billy goat. Do you. But I'm just saying, if you're a dude with the girl, how's that make you a lesbian? I guess I'm a lesbian. I like girls. Not to be disgusting and make people puke in their mouth. I actually enjoyed performing oral sex on a woman. It was a thing I liked. Does that make me a lesbian? Because I like vagina? 
I'm just asking. That was disgusting, I know. Somebody vomited out there. I'm sorry. No, trans-lesbians are not trans-lesbians, and even that's a lot of ground conceded by us actual lesbians. No male can be a lesbian. To assert so is homophobia, yet I still say trans-lesbian. Aren't we kind, so inclusive and gracious? Now fuck off with your penises. Trans-lesbians are straight men, and I can't believe the UN is being openly homophobic. Israel, Hamas commits the biggest massacre of Jews. The UN's talking about lesbians. Boom, there it is. That's why I covered it. And nothing to do with the UN being woke. They're scared. But that makes no sense. Our videos, two individuals perform a sexual theme show in BDSM gear in front of students at Oak Grove High School. The event also included a drag queen twerking. And then uh, I come to you today as a transgender woman. It's a dude wearing a bandana. My enemies, the enemies of LGBTQ people are right here in these United States. They say the Palestinians are my enemy, but that's a lie. As a Palestinian celebration on October 8th in Asheville, North Carolina, following the Hamas terror attacks, a trans activist named Claire Clark speaks. Hamas governs under Islamic law, banning male same-sex activity in Gaza. Hamas has executed people accused of engaging gay sex. The West Bank, under Israeli occupation, is lacks of rules, but LGBT people allege the PA government harasses and pack male suspected homosexuals. Back in the day, I literally showed videos from Palestine of them throwing gay people off roofs. So here's our two videos. transgender woman, as a queer woman, as a member of the LGBTQ community, and I come to you today to denounce the duplicitous and divisive propaganda spread by the occupation regime. Them tell it, I should support the occupation. I should support the settlers. I should support the apartheid regime, and I should oppose the resistance of Palestinians. And why? Because of the allegedly LGBTQ friendly policies of the Zionist government and the supposed enmity of Muslims and the Palestinian people. But I am here to tell you that is a bald faced lie. And it doesn't matter how many times the politicians and the talking heads repeat it or how cleverly they tell it. It is a lie. I have no friends in the Zionist regime. I have no friends among the settlers. I have no friends in the White House, the halls of Congress. Why is that happening in a school? Why? Anybody? I don't understand. That's why people, they're not anti-trans. They're not anti-LGBTQ. They just don't understand why that's in a school because it shouldn't be in a school 
It just shouldn't be in a school. It's the way the world is just, it makes no goddamn sense to me sometimes. I just don't understand. To our human rights, why are you fucking with me? Hmm? Let's try this. Oh, I fucking hate you. I said I was going to do this, so I'm going to do this. This was uh, a thing we bumped into last podcast, so let me get my slides back on planet Earth. Doesn't seem like it wants to be on planet Earth. Okay, so uh, we'll get back to this in a second. Mm. Oh, fuck me. I'm trying to speed up because i got to go outside in three minutes. Human rights assessment. I opened it up, and from what I can gather, this is another one of those things. Uh, background, historical land use, existing, project affected communities, demographics, economics. It's like HRC. It is basically a huge assessment, and there's a lot of GOP. GOP bad. Um it's a woke nightmare. When I, I went through it, I, I couldn't cover it here because it's just too fucking big. But it's, it's a woke fucking nightmare. It is some serious far-left tomfoolery. So we're going to go into lighter fare, and then we're going to come back and do uh, This Is America. Our first lighter fare comes from uh, my bro, Matt in Oregon, and then my sis... Jan, big sis in Colorado, they uh, found some F-222 uh, vectoring. So here is a video, a uh, short one and then a longer one, showing what the F-22 can do. And what's so scary about it is the F-22 is going away, which I don't understand why. I know the F-35 is the same thing, but wow, this is some cool shit.
That is unfucking believable. To some funny, and I went across this, uh, spectacular thread about the 72 virgins. Hello, and welcome to the afterlife. I know you've been excited about dying jihad, so let's not waste any time. Here's the first of your 72 virgins. This, please be a JPEG, was your second. This was your third. This, I'm just going through because it's so funny. From Dodgeball, ooh, a mean one about the fat black girl. Um, I think this is actually what they're going to get. Um, and I didn't mean to see fat black girl, the, the artist. I, I'm not down with dogging fat people because um, I was a fat person. I shouldn't even say fat but I don't think it's healthy to idolize people that are going to have coronary heart disease. If I didn't, got, if I didn't get freaking COVID, I would be on a risk factor. Um, yeah, there's the one. It's a funny thread. In all this horror, I guess there's got to be some funniness. And then there is a video from a gay Jewish person, and this is his take about freeing Palestine. Little ironic that the people who seem to be defending Hamas online are also the ones they'd be most likely to kill. Oh, no, no, I'm sure the Islamic terrorists would love you, queer intellectual feminist. We're freedom fighters. They're fighting for their land, and I'm fighting for my right to purple hair. What the f- it's like a girl in a really toxic relationship. I know you don't like him because he kidnaps and murders people. But trust me, when I'm alone with him, he is such a sweetheart. I'm sorry if your reaction to people being slaughtered, beheaded, raped and burned alive isn't complete and utter disgust and horror. If your reaction is, yeah, but I mean, why see it from their perspective? You need to get your head checked okay <laughs> i'm sure jeffrey dahmer had a rough childhood that doesn't mean i empathize with him if you want to free palestine free palestine from hamas well uh that's pretty interesting remember it's okay to be gay in uh israel Tour This Is America. We're going to have uh, PLO, or excuse me, Hamas videos of the kidnapped people. They're using them as human shields. A nice little symposium of what BLM said. And let's go ahead and... uh, That's BLM. And then what the President of the United States said yesterday. Does any of this line up? This is America. If if we don't step up uh, boldly and courageously to end the the imperialist project that's called Israel. 
um, we're doomed. And I, um, I think that I, I had learned about Palestine for a long time. I had known about it, been wanting to travel, and I was really, really grateful when the Dream Defenders um, asked me to come on the delegation. Uh, but nothing would have prepared me for the level of milit militarization and the, uh, and the level of violence that we would witness those 10 days inside of Palestine. Um, really? The level of violence? Nothing would have prepared me for uh, the ways in which um, we witness people's terror. Uh, people live in terror on a daily basis. And um, nothing would have prepared me for how much clarity I would have on on why we have to be a part of um, uh, Palestinian solidarity. That, By the way, it's the only existential threat to humanity. We don't do this. We don't stay below these numbers. Our, the whole world's changing. Our kids are going to be, and our grandkids are going to be, anyway, I don't want to think about it. Never let a crisis go to waste. But he knows he can say shit like that. I mean, you can say it and it won't matter. Dozens of protesters demanding U.S. and Israel aid arrested outside of Schumer's house. Local lawmakers are among dozens of demonstrators demanding a ceasefire in Israel. Uh, were arrested outside New York Senator Schumer's Brooklyn house. Hundred people gathered. Nothing was done to stop protesters at the Supreme Court. I just want to make sure we understand. When they were trying to kill people, it was okay. Nobody cared. New York brick hurled a doxing truck at Harvard that named students who blamed Israel for a Moss attack. I have been asked by a number of CEOs of Harvard to release a list of members of each of the Harvard organizations that issued the letter assigning sole responsibility for Moss heinous acts to Israel so as to ensure that none of us inadvertently hire. Nothing yet. Dylan Evans. Dylan Evans. Uh, is an author, and he tweeted that. The final solution wasn't final enough. Dora Mutant. When asked, don't you worry about losing your job with Harper Collins? Uh, this is what he said. Nope, I'm good. Most of them love Palestinians. See, see you can you can say those things. There's nothing wrong when you're a lefty. You could say whatever the fuck you want. I'm going to skip this and come back to it. This is uh, David Gregory. David Gregory and the Republican Speaker Mass. How long are Democrats going to stand by in the world of identity politics and zero-sum politics and not be part of any solution? The world's on fire, and we can't seem to come to an agreement on a leader. It's a real problem. I mean, at the end of the week here, with all this chaos among Republicans with much graver circumstances around the world, I actually have my eyes on Democrats. How long are they going to stand around for identity, blah, blah, blah? We'll see. I think there's more cards to be played before Democrats jump in, but I think people who don't follow this day in and day out like we do, they're looking up and they're wondering whether 
whether Washington has the ability to do their job to pass bills, pass legislation, make sure the government's funded, let alone play a role on the world stage, which we're expected to do. Jeffries. You can't figure things out for yourself and your team's in a complete chaos. Throw your hands in the air and blame someone else, Republican Party. It's not the job of the House Dems to fix this functional public party. What's Gregory? Gregory, blah. Wasn't talking about that. He was talking about the simple fact. What are they for? What do they stand for? It appears nothing. Ex-leftist comments on both sidism for current Israel. But both sides are equally bad. Israel Israel gave Palestinians a warning to leave a war zone before they attack because they want to kill they they want to kill terrorists. Hamas surprise attack a music festival and mostly targets civilian while telling their own citizens not to leave the war zone. And use them as human shield. Israelis care about civilians, Hamas doesn't. If you are really treating both sides as morally equivalent, you are either uninformed, do some research, or morally corrupt. Ha ha, that's it. What's a cigarette paper between moral superiority and evil? Giving a warning that you're about to reduce people to pink mist? Kyla Williams. The good guys are actually acting in defense. The bad guys want to kill Jews. That's why they're not, they're different. Both sides are bad. Wrong. This picture was tweeted. And I think it pretty much sums it up. In front or behind babies. People attacked her because, let's be honest, that's what they do. Palestinian journalist says ice cream trucks are used to storage corps due to lack of space at Gaza Hospital. Open air prison, no water, no fuel, literal concentration camp. But also, we got ice cream trucks. كل دول العالم بتكون هذه الثلاجة للمثلجات والأسكر لكن في غزة بتكون للشهداء جوا هدول الثلاجات بتم وضع الشهداء بسبب اكتظاظ المكان المخصص لوضع الشهداء في مجازر إسرائيلية such a bummer. I ran outside. There's shit. There's shit. Too many clouds. So we close on this. A barbaric terrorist attack that killed over a thousand Israelis brought out the worst in mainstream media. I want to walk you through some really terrible examples. Outlets essentially said Israel had it coming. I'm going to go to the thread. Within this one. A sacred Muslim site in the heart of Jerusalem, located on the same spot as the Temple Mount, revered by Jews, as well as continued resentment of punishing blockade and occupation of Palestinian land, the presence of once fringe Jewish supremacists and settler leader in Prime Minister Netanyahu, hard right movement was further inflamed tensions with the Palestinian and caused 
Domestic strife in Israel has led to perceived weakness. Hmm. So you wore the dress. That's what it is. You wore the dress. How dare you wear the dress? You fucking piece of shit. You wore the dress. It's it's fucking literally lyrics from a fucking Stone Temple Pilot song. I asked this earlier this week, but again, if you didn't have the names of them, could you tell which this is from? Washington Post and from Hamas. And it is the same. It's what they said. NBC News also seemed to run with the Hamas talking point. Here's uh, their picture. Yep, it's yeah, it's it's their fault. You wore the dress. The blockade's illegal. NPR, how the Al Moss became a flashpoint. So once again, because the mosque, they had every right to chop off baby heads. New York Times, this one's a fucking winner, winner, fucking chicken dinner. We already covered the gunman terrorist. Here is just a supercut, and it, it needs to be played. I know it's a long pocket. This need this is NBC and CNN defending Hamas. And there has been uh, the most aggressive encroachment into the West Bank by this far-right coalition government of any that we've seen, uh, this mobilization that has been going on for a year and that is reaching critical points uh, not completely observed by the outside world, frankly. Provocations day after day, time after time, um, it was was nonstop, and it seems like uh, the Netanyahu government is not willing to, uh, to, uh, to bring any peace to the region. It's conflicting for me because you have people in there and innocent bystanders that'll be involved in it, but at the same time, it's it's like, you know, what other choice did they have? Do you condemn what Hamas did inside Israel to Israeli civilians? There are dead and there are hostages. First and foremost, the Western media must really abandon this framework that has gotten us to where we are today. Okay, but I just want this, uh, The loss of civilian life is tragic in all sides. You've counted 70 Israeli deaths. There is more than 200 Palestinian deaths so far, more than 1,600. Entire, entire residential compounds are being wiped out. This is a war crime committed by Israel. What is more tragic or equally tragic is the blindness and the deafness of the world. Every single political avenue is blocked. Every single legal avenue for us is blocked. Like, Don't underestimate people's desire for freedom, for ending the bondage and captivity. Pay attention to the destruction that Israel is doing. Make sure that these supremacists in the Israeli government are not, not going to turn the whole thing upside down. You know that they have been under besiegement since 2007, the biggest open-air uh, prison. This is what leads to events that you want yeah, to discuss. So here's the thing. Let's remember that their lot is in part because they are in this almost prison. They cannot, you know, Israel maintains a, a border controls that are essentially a stranglehold. No, It's very hard to leave. It's very hard to 
uh, import anything. Boy, they wish that those same Israelis who were out there protesting the so-called judicial reforms would be protesting Israel's inhumane treatment of the uh, Palestinians who live under Israeli occupation. But that's just not something that's happening. The fact that Israel is an occupying power, the fact that Israel has violated international law and Palestinian rights, you spend taxpayer money on buying Israel defense uh, systems and trying those defense systems on Palestinians. You've got 2.2 million people crowded into 141 square miles. So they automatically become the victims of Israeli airstrikes because it's so crowded, because it's so densely populated. And it's basically like living, Alex, in an open air prison. I couldn't think of a better gift for Benjamin Netanyahu right now than this kind of incursion. Exactly what do the Israelis hope to achieve? Reoccupation of the Gaza Strip? A major ground incursion to destroy Hamas's military leadership? Where does this go, Wolf? That's the real problem. Where's the strategy to ensure that this is not a, a brutal and horrific uh, rinse, wash, and repeat cycle. Um, the Prime Minister of Israel, the most right-wing in its uh, history, the most far-right extremist Jewish nationalist, Jewish supremacist government that has existed in Israel, has been over the past... By, by law, you're not characterizing by uh, the way. I, That's actually what they've written just, into their That law. is just yeah. like factually, you yeah. know what I mean? The rhetoric that has come out from Israeli politicians towards the Palestinians in the West Bank over the past several months has been vile, has been disgusting. The, what Hamas is doing is they're targeting Israeli civilians, women, children, grandmothers. No, they are not. Uh, is that is that is that not a classic terror? Isn't that classic terrorism? They're not fighting the Israeli government. They're fighting ordinary people. That's one way of putting it, but it's not true. Garbage humans. What is happening in occupied Palestine in response to weeks and months and years of daily Israeli military invasions into Palestine? killing of Palestinians and the very fact that millions of Palestinian Gaza Strip were besieged. It's truly shocking to see people like Karen Atta, Washington Post, regularly post pics of her cat and her workouts reveal themselves as rabid anti-Semites. None of that's true. None of it. It's just not true. This is the first time the media has produced slanted coverage about Israel. This isn't. When Hamas rocketed bombardment in 2021 led to an Israeli response, this is what they ran. And the rest of the press, led by MSNBC and NBC News, stuck a similar note that we're seeing today that Israel is evil and deserves what it gets in the hands of terrorists. And we played it. Here's Chuck Todd um, being Chuck Todd. Failing to mention that Hamas was using its building as an intelligence center, NBC political director Chuck Todd claims Israel targeted a building used by the AP. Correspondent Richard Engel then claimed the Israelis had imprisoned the Palestinians. Washington Post. This is, this is just un-fucking-believable. Just unbelievable. It's it's baffling. The Iron Dome's the problem. Earlier, we played them cheering Hamas. I'm not going to play it again. Why would I? 
Breaking, Hamas intentionally targeted elementary school in Israel and instructed terrorists to seize hostages, move them to Gaza, and then kill as many as possible. Maps and documents recovered from the bodies of attackers show. The fact is, somebody posted this, and this is uh, pretty much right on. U.S. taxpayer money, Iron Dome's our money, we spend it, we do it. Okay, as you can see, we've uh, definitely had some time go by because I went out and did the eclipse, and I'll just show up one. Um, one decent follow. I mean, it wasn't great, but it's on the bottom. Yeah, we'll do this one. Okay. And, of course, it's going to be ginormous. And be a pain in the ass. So let me bring it back down to planet Earth. And zoom it up. And boom! There you go. There's the eclipse. Got lucky because we got clouds. So that's that was at uh, noon. That's the best I could get. Because we were only 60%. So that is my eclipse photo. And uh, that wraps up another episode of Flyover Politic Podcast. Share this family, friends. Go to Flyover Politic with a K at SoundCloud or 482467 on Rumble. Fotpodcast to send me stories or what have you. My summation of all this is pretty simple. They must kill all of Hamas. There's no, there's no other recourse. They, they don't have a choice. Most of what the media is putting out is total fucking lies. They know it's fucking lies, but the Israelis haven't been charged of fucking the freaking West Bank since 2005. They gave it up at the behest of the world community. So they did it, and now they're still getting blamed because those asshats can't take care of business and literally take care of the people. They don't care. They outright say they don't care. It's all about killing Jews. And the problem, and you know, I once again, I, I, I you've got to watch Ben Shapiro. What he is putting out, nobody else is putting out. And I'm going to tell you right now, um, we wouldn't put up with it. We would fucking carpet bomb Canada, folks. We wouldn't play with this. Because what they did was directly on women and children. They abducted them. They abducted Americans. And I'm going to tell you right now, if Trump was president right now, the media would be like, what are we doing to get Americans back? But just like in Afghanistan, we're not doing shit. And the president is talking about climate change the media is blaming Israel and I think you know Ben Shapiro surmised it well we killed a lot of civilians in our wars we didn't do it on purpose but it happened 
And if you add up all the deaths in Iraq that was happening because we attacked them and then they freaking started attacking each other, that's millions of people that we've killed. But the moment that Hamas goes in and kills grandmas and then they withdraw, it's like, oh, no, no, you can't do anything about that. And it's just ridiculous because it, it wouldn't be accepted. We would, we would fucking Viking plunder. We just would. And if Hamas is in charge and they've rigged elections and they don't do elections anymore, the peaceful Palestinians, folks, I'm telling you, it wouldn't fly in any other country in the world. But it is very interesting, as Ben Shapiro brings up, that we literally instantly say, oh no, you need to stop now. Oh no, they're killing civilians. The reality is they are telling people to leave while Hamas is saying to stay. They are doing roof knocks. The media is not even saying that. The media instantly tried to say what was happening was fake and then tried to pivot to, well, here is what Israel's done on the West Bank. It was instant from the just the simple error they've done. And they're going in today and they're going to kill. They're going to kill people. They have to. But my question is, why do Jews keep on voting Democrat? I mean, I'm not a Republican and I hate the Republican Party, but how could you vote for a party that instantly has shown they don't fucking care that your family's got massacred? They don't care that babies got beheaded. They don't care that grandmas got abducted. They don't care that women, young women, were yanked out of a fucking festival, raped until they bled out of their crotch, and were taken over and murdered. There's so much proof of them actually taking them and then killing them right there. There's video, proof. Video with Hamas, video dead on the ground. So I, I beseech anybody who's a liberal that out there that thinks that the, you know this is all bullshit and it's just more propaganda, take your ass over to Ben Shapiro and watch. It's Hamas's video. It's not his. They're putting off Telegraph or Telegram. I can't remember which one it is, that, that app. I tried it once didn't work um they they were bragging they were happy because they killed people they killed americans they killed french they killed russians they killed everybody and those people were unarmed civilians in their home i did a post on instagram the other day and, and i gotta admit i've had some really weird dreams and it's the the overload so I always say disconnect from all your devices, don't give the yeah, yes. I have had nothing but dreams of trying to protect my family. And I can't. And it scares the shit out of me. Simultaneously, I had a dream that I went to Taylor Swift co- concert and gave her a rose, but it was a actual event that I went to a Madonna concert and gave her a rose. I was wearing the same thing, and then Taylor Swift laughed at me, and the crowd laughed at me. That's because my phone, all it does is talk about Taylor Swift. I don't look up Taylor Swift. I don't listen. Yeah, I did by 1989, but I, didn't, I don't listen to it. But all everything's inundating Taylor Swift's 
tour. That's all you see. But those two things were in my head. And I instantly just stopped watching TV for an hour. Before I went to bed, I stopped consuming. I just watched brainless shit. Just shut my phone off and it all stopped. Granted, the Israeli stuff is based in reality. The whole Taylor, I don't understand what that dream was about. But I just think it's every time I swipe on my phone. Well, maybe not this way into cards there's a Taylor Swift story so. anywho they need to kill all of them they need to literally get new leadership in the West Bank and the world community should want that but yet Israel or uh, Egypt Lebanon they don't they don't give a fuck they don't want those people because they know they're fucking crazy they know they truly don't care about their people so we'll go to the next show on 18 October, my big sis in, in Colorado's birthday. Until then, be safe. As always, thanks for listening. Take care. Every death is a tragedy, y'all. Seven lives.